This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Champions League Tuesday preview time. Jimmy Conrad joins to talk about the easy money and betting tips. We talk Real Madrid against Inter Milan, a super, super huge game. Atalanta against Liverpool, Salzburg against Bayern Munich. And we have an exclusive one-on-one chat with Gladbach's Marcus Turam. A fantastic conversation. Stay right here. All of it comes right now. Everybody, welcome back as promised. Tuesday Champions League preview with my man, my brother, Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, how are you? I'm loving the Dortmund jersey, bud. Oh, thank you. I think they're going to do the business uh, this week, so I'm excited to see how they perform, especially Gio Reyna, who I had the chance to talk to at an event last week, and I told him that we all expect him here to win uh, the 2026 World Cup. And if he does it, we'll be pretty disappointed. He said he'd try his best. <laughs> if Peru don't take it, I'm all behind you. <laughs> I appreciate that. How was he, by the way? He's a good dude? Yeah, super good dude. Uh, has an easy smile, quick to laugh. And so he had a good spirit about him. He didn't do so well in the event. It was a FIFA event. Um, he got smoked by Trent Alexander-Arnold. But to be fair, Trent Alexander-Arnold destroys everybody at FIFA that I've seen when I host these events. So it's, it's, it's all right. He's in good company. Who uh, who was TAA uh, playing as Liverpool and Gio as Dortmund or were, were they choosing other? Meetings? No, they get to be ultimate team. So he did pick oh, himself. Well. TAA did pick himself. I don't know if Gio had himself in his team because his his rating's not very high yet. It will get it will get there, but it's not very high yet. But no, it was uh, yeah, just ultimate team. So you could have you know the best guys, Messi, Ronaldo, anybody you wanted. Love it. Love it. I would always go with the old school, like Cantona center forward and then put like Ronaldo out there, like the real Ronaldo. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Champions League Tuesday action. So much to talk about. But guys, because we begin the week with a, a preview and we have Jimmy here, it's Jimmy's easy money, baby. We're going to really break down some betting tips for you guys. Uh, Jimmy, your easy money. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see a beautiful graphic just to show you all the info, but give it to us, baby. So many games, but just give us your best tips and then we can take it from there. Okay. Sounds good. So I put on my chef apron and I went into the kitchen known as William Hill to cook you guys up some good value. I found a lot of good value heading into a lot of these games, but speaking on the first uh, day, Tuesday for the Champions League matchups, I really like Real Madrid to win and both teams to score. That's Inter Milan, who they're playing against, plus 205. Now, I say this, okay? I'm going to give you a little bit of analysis here. I want to give you some context as to why you should consider this bet. It's because Madrid are giving up goals to everybody. Huesca, Cadiz, Shakhtar C team. It doesn't matter. Borussia Mönchengladbach, they're just, they're just bleeding goals. Now, you have no right back for them. And they had Lucas Vasquez, who was playing striker or winger for them, I don't know, not too long ago. He's out as well. They're probably going to put Furlan Mendy, who's a left-sided player on the right, bring Marcelo back in. That is a recipe for disaster, everybody. Now, I will say for Inter Milan, they don't have Romelu Lukaku. He's going to be out. So 
who is going to step up and score? Latara Martinez working on a new contract negotiation. He's going to want to rise, you know, raise his level so that, you know, he, he kind of proves why he's worth it. They, Perisic was partnered with them this past weekend. I think they're going to score a goal. This is a must-win game for both. Real Madrid obviously have won more Champions League trophies than everybody else. If they lose this one, I don't think they're going to want to go to the Europa League. I just think Madrid will be like, ah, we don't, we don't play in the Europa League. That's, that's just below us, you know? So I don't know what's going to happen here. They have a lot of character. Eden Hazard, I think, is going to be starting this one. I thought he looked good on the weekend. I, I like them to win this game and find a way to do it because of the experience that they have. So them and both teams to score plus 205, I really love. My next one is Manchester City's Ferran Torres to score anytime plus 115. Why I like this bet. He scored two in his last three goals. Sergio Aguero's still hurt. Gabriel Jesus is hurt. They're putting him in that false nine spot. And that guy is getting shots all over the place. He didn't score against Sheffield United this past weekend, but he did get three shots on goal. He was in and around the box. And you guys know, you've got Raheem Sterling on one side, Kevin De Bruyne dropping dimes on the other. He's going to get looks. Most likely can be a tap-in merchant at some point. So for him to score any time at plus 115, I like that value a lot. And then the last one is Robert Lewandowski to score. Bayern Munich to win and both teams to score plus 150. Robert Lewandowski got rested on the weekend, so he's going to be fresh for this. Salzburg leaks goals. They gave up two to Lokomotiv Moscow. They gave up two, or excuse me, three to Atletico Madrid. And they're definitely going to give up goals to Robert Lewandowski and Bayern Munich. But I do like them to score. Uh, Nicholas Sule is out, the center back for Bayern Munich. He's out due to COVID. David Alaba, now he's having some contract stuff. Alfonso Davies is hurt. I think they're a little vulnerable in general in that spot. And I do think that even though uh, Pats and Daka probably won't start, he's got 12 goals in 11 games for Salzburg. They still have enough firepower in their team to score goals. Jesse Marsh's teams do score goals. They've scored in every single goal, every game this season. So plus one, I just think that's good value. So those are like my three easy money uh, is a big claim on any bets. I just, these are just three easy, many things that you guys should consider. I don't want to like, don't put your mortgage on it, but if it does hit, then you got to write me a thank you card. That's all I'm saying. And I'm done. Thank you for Luis for my time. I seed the rest of what I got to say. <laughs> no, I, I love those. I love those guys. You should really pay attention to this easy money uh, info right here, especially at the beginning of the week. I love it. I mean, let's begin with Real Madrid for a second. Real Madrid, to your point, about conceding. Um, the last time they didn't concede was the very beginning of the month against Levante when they won 2-0. After that, they've just, like you said, Cadiz, uh, even though they beat Barcelona, they still conceded. Shakhtar Donetsk, of course. So that's a good one. The second one, Ferran Torres. Man City, since Sergio Aguero's goal against Porto, every goal from Man City since then has been by an attacking midfielder not a striker, obviously because of injuries and stuff. And Ferran Torres, of course, scored against uh, Marseille. So, you know, that's a good one. And then Lewandowski to score. I mean, come on, like, that's just easy. I mean, there's a couple things there. Both, both teams have to score. I think Salzburg will. I don't think they're going to win the game. And then Bayern Munich to win. I will say there's a riskier play that I kind of put in a deeper dive for sports line. Uh, that if you want to have Robert Lewandowski to score and Bayern Munich to win, they have to win either 2-0, no, 2-1, or 3-1. That's plus 450. That is three times the bet, right? But it's a little riskier because let, I mean, Bayern like, put seven on people. You know, They put four on Atletico Madrid, who have one of the best goalkeepers and defenses in the world. I, you just don't know. So I'm like, ah, to, 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 to try to suggest people might want to look at this one at 2-0, 2-1, or 3-1, when I think I could see a 3-1, and then that bet would be awesome. They don't give you any other options. If it had been 4-1 or 3-2, I might have looked at that a little bit harder, but that's for the riskier people that, you know, maybe have some disposable income. They want to, you know, throw some cheddar on it. I don't know. Where are we playing this one? At Bayern? 
No, it's in Salzburg. And, oh. and, and they struggled in Russia against Lokomotiv a little yeah. bit, right? Against Lokomotiv That's why Moscow. I asked. Yeah. So I, I do think that, you know, there, there's some elements here that, that kind of lend itself to Salzburg being competitive. And we know Jesse Marsh's teams already are, right? They, they, they pissed away a lead to Lokomotiv, unfortunately, and gave up a goal late to go draw 2 2. But they were in that athletic game. They were up 2 1 with 30 minutes left. And then Joao Felix decided to turn it on and win the game for him. But, you know, uh, I think they're going to be competitive. We saw them last Champions League. Against Liverpool, they were competitive. And I know Erling Holland was on the team at that time. So, yes, you got to throw that into, into the mix in terms of how you break those things down. But Jesse Marsh's teams always have they, – they always have a chance. And that's what I, I love about Jesse's teams is that, yeah, they might give up five goals, but they might score six, you know. And so there, there's a nice vibe about that team in particular. There's a lot of attacking talent, including my boy Dominic Schlobuschlei. Oh, uh, so good. So you, you never know. You never know. Anything more? Any other tips? I'm wondering – I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm sorry. But, you know, recent news now, of course, Ajax traveling with just 17 players. Uh, they got hit big uh, by COVID. Uh, is this the win that Michelin might get? Or are we hoping too much? <laughs> A full disclosure here. This was the one game I didn't touch because there was no value. But, but <laughs> now that this information has come out with regard to, you know, they're missing so many players. And, yeah, that. That changes things. So let me just take a look while we're thinking about it. I will say, though, while we're, we're looking, some other stuff that I saw, Joao Felix to score anytime plus 120. Uh, he scored against Locomotive in both group stage games, and they played last season, and he scored four in his last two games. The guy is on fire. So why, why deny a hot hand, right? And then you got uh, Anton Mirinchuk, who, who plays for, for Locomotive. He scored in his last two, including Locomotive's lone goal against Bayern Munich, and uh, he's plus 650 to score anytime. I could see Atleti giving up one and might go to that guy. Um, what other ones do I have for you guys? It, it, for me, really, Atleti depends on who they start next to, to Joao Felix. I think we talked about it yesterday with Angel Correa really being yeah. a difference maker. Uh, Sabosalai, to score any time for Salzburg is plus 333. I like that one. Here's my flyer of the day, though. Can we talk about my flyer of the day? And then I'll look at – I want to get your thoughts on it, and then I'll look up uh, – Yeah, Michigan. let's do it. Yeah. So, Borussia Mönchengladbach. There's a crazy bet there where they lead at halftime, which they've done, and then they don't win. That's plus 850. This is my, like, flyer, flyer, flyer of the day. They've given up late goals in three of their last five games to drop lots of valuable points. They did it against Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga. They draw, it was a 1-1. They give up a goal in the 85th minute. They give up a 90th-minute goal to enter Milan's Romelu Lukaku, right, to tie that 2-2. And then they gave up two goals in the last five minutes to Real Madrid to draw 2-2. There's something about this team psychologically. They don't know how to close out games. And that's, that happens. We see it with teams a lot, but there's something there. That's a habit. That's a mentality. And it's hard to break that when you see it happening constantly. So I could see them with, with Taram, with, with uh, Alassane Playa getting an early lead, but then, and then doing what they've been doing the last three out of five games. I don't know. There's a crazy flyer here that I really like. However, Shakhtar has been very good. Uh, Mönchengladbach, very good. They both need to win to kind of, really solidify their spot of getting top two and really putting the pressure on Inter Milan and Real Madrid. I think this is the group of death, by the way. But I could also see them being a little bit conservative as to not expose themselves in the back. So I could see a draw. That's plus 260. I like that one a lot too. So I don't know your thoughts on that one, but. No, I see that a draw as well. I, I, I Listen, the, and maybe we jinx it because we have Marcus. <laughs> but I, I, oh, no. I, th I think that Gladbach still has that um, frustration in them about not putting games away. So I'm wondering if that will be an incentive. The win against Leipzig obviously adds confidence, but now they're facing a Shakhtar Donetsk who's like, 
coming with all the swagger. So, you know, it, but but something has to give. I'm just wondering if that thing that has to give ends up being a draw. Let's go right. back to Ajax for a second because, you know, this this piece of news about, you know, Ajax entering uh, Denmark with a real weekend team due to COVID. I believe the confirmed squad has Sherpin, Schurz, uh, Masrawi, uh, Blind, Martinez, Tagliafico, Kleiber, Timber, Alvarez, uh, Egelenkamp, Neres, Anthony, Quincy Promise, Traore, Huntelar, Robbie, and Jensen. So, that, you know, I don't see Tadic there. Um, obviously, uh, Mohamed Kudus obviously had an injury beforehand also. Yeah, uh, Onana and goal. That's a tough one. The young kid, um, Ryan, um, I, I always forget his name. Ryan, come back to you in a second. Ryan Gravenberch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gravenberch. I, I like him. him. He's, he's not in the team, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is this – what do you make of this one? Uh, traveling I, at Michelin. I, I know that Michelin obviously is, is a very Cinderella story here. I, I'm conflicted because we've seen Shakhtar Donetsk not be with 10 players, and then they just slapped Real Madrid around in that first half in particular. We've seen Azed Alkmar go into Napoli in the Europa League and slap Napoli around with a weakened team as well. Like, we've seen it, and I wonder sometimes, I'm conflicted a little bit because We've seen where when you give players opportunities, they don't usually get them. They, they have risen to the occasion. And now Shakhtar is not even changing their starting lineup because of how successful it's been. It's kind of funny to see. But, but then also you have a team like Michelin who's desperate and needs to win. So I don't know. I think it could throw off Ajax. This feels very last minute to get all this news. Michelin to win straight up is plus 220. The draw is plus 265. And Ajax to win straight up is plus 115. I kind of like the draw on this one. Ajax still has quality. We, we know that, sure, they sell De Ligt, they sell De Jong, they sell uh, Van de Beek, and you're thinking, oh, man, who's going to fill those boots? And then you're like, oh, well, there's like 18 more players from their youth academy that can pretty much do the same thing. So they're because of their culture and because of their ethos and, and how they've been brainwashed, I guess for lack of a better term, in a positive way, I mean that positively, I, I, uh, I feel like it's not – it's not that going to be that big of a drop off, you know? And I think Michelin's is a, at a level where I think Ajax could potentially handle this. I would say if, if everybody was healthy, I'd go Ajax all day, every day. But because of this, I'd say a drop plus 265 is, is the one I'd look at. Yeah. You make a good point though about, you know, this is an opportunity for other, you know, you know, second stringers, third stringers to bring a point. And one thing about Ajax, which we know very well is that they're very good about their philosophy, philosophy collectively. So yeah. sometimes it doesn't matter. And, and, you know, obviously nobody wants to see more positive uh, COVID, uh, you know, uh, tests. But if there's one team that can probably handle this is a team that's so sure of its own identity. Uh, Klassen is also out, by the way. That's another mm -hmm. thing I mentioned. So, but yeah, a draw could be a good one. All right. Any other games, any other betting tips that you see here? Plenty of time with you, Jimmy, to talk to us. Anything from Tuesday's action? Yeah, I would just add one more to the Madrid one, or maybe two. Ben's about to score any time, plus 100. I know we talked about him being more – he deserves more respect than he gets at times, and I just feel like he's very streaky too. And when he's feeling good and doing well, uh, then then I think goals and assists just come, and he's been very good. Um, you know, three goals and an assist in his last two games. I think he's going to be in and around the ball. And when you have an N. Hazard who's now – 
looking dangerous, that's just going to open up more space for Benzema, frankly, because if people are like, oh, crap, now we got to deal with Hazard. There's one thing about Vinicius Jr. who's still pretty raw for me, or Rodrigo, still pretty raw. They're still trying to figure out how to have success consistently. Terrific players, but but I think Eden Hazard obviously has a little bit more experience than those two. And then I would say, if you want to combine all the things that I said, where I said earlier, both teams to score Madrid to win plus 205 and Benzema to score anytime. If Benzema scores, Madrid wins, and both teams score, it's plus 350. So I like that one a lot. I still really believe that Inter is going to give up a goal. The last time these two outside backs, Mendy played on the right and Marcelo played on uh, the left, they gave up three goals of Shakhtar in what, the first 30, 30 minutes. And so there's going to be opportunities for Inter, especially this is the big matchup for me, Ashraf Hakimi bombing down the right against Marcelo, who doesn't really like to play defense. Never really did, but he was athletic enough to do it, to kind of recover and, and, and the risk was okay. Now he just can't cover the same ground. He's just got a lot of mileage on those legs. That's just what happens when you're on the wrong side of 30. But I like the Hakimi versus Marcelo. I think that Inter can take big advantage of that. Yeah, I was just going to say that because to your point about the right back issue, you know, Marcelo, Mendy, that's it. That's all they have as fullbacks. Hakimi is a player. I love him so much. And he is going to terrorize. And then when you add to the fact that Perisic and Lautaro Martinez can switch back and off at the front, they're going to cause a few issues. Um, it's going to be a really interesting game, especially because neither team has won yet in the Champions League. Yeah, I know. It's it's going to be crazy. But, but I will say, and I didn't add this in, Antonio Conte is famous for not doing well in European competitions. And so it's really setting up to do the same thing. Like he just... Yeah, he, he got to the Europa League final last season and lost, but like he, he, there's something about him, especially in the Champions League. He just, he just can't figure it out. And I don't know, now with Lukaku hurt, that's such a big loss. It could just be that one more thing, that, that jinx that he didn't need to, to kind of break that duck in some ways because he couldn't do it with Juventus either, right? He just couldn't get to the mountaintop uh, and to really break through and make it happen. I will say there's one more game I do want to talk about. Um, what Never I talked about Atlanta. Yeah, that's a big one, and I, I do have some lines for that for you guys. I was actually going to be Porto versus Marseille because... Let's talk about Liverpool-Atalanta for a second. I'll do okay. a little bit of analysis, and you look around. But Let's do it. Let's the, do it. The reason why Liverpool-Atalanta is a big one, aside from the obvious, is from, from an entertainment perspective, this is the game that we've been just wanting to talk about. It's just two steam engines going at each other. Atalanta finally, you know, got that win in Serie A, so it's feeling confident. Liverpool winning, not pretty, but winning against West Ham. And the key right now for me is like Duan Zapata, Muriel, Papu, all against like, you know, Joe Gomez and of course Phillips and, you know, this. this well, I heard Matip, Joel Matip might be available for this one. So that would be good for Liverpool, a yeah, big deal for Liverpool. But then on the other side, you know, the trio of Mane, Salah and Bobby Firmino. I'm wondering if Diogo Jota will start in this one. I'm not, I, I, he's, he's, he's looking good. He's playing well. So that's, but from an entertainment perspective, it's good. It, it's it's going to be good, surely. So the one line that I really liked in this one, because so this is a tough one. You don't know which version of Atalanta is going to show up and you don't know which players are going to actually start for Liverpool, which obviously would influence how we look at this. But Diego Jota has been fantastic. He's got three goals in three straight games. Him to score anytime at plus 115 is That's very good. good. And I think they will find room for him to, to start. Uh, they have potentially, Firmino could be dropped. You know, I think they've, they've found a way to have Salah up top to kind of be the false nine and to really, I think Salah in that position stretches the defense a little bit more with all due respect to Firmino, who I think is a fantastic player and has the widest teeth in the world. Uh, and I love them. They're like, the, those chompers are amazing. 
he doesn't necessarily stretch the defense. He, I think he's better at combining than Salah is, right? He's looking for a little bit more of the combination stuff. But Salah can really kind of open up the channels a little bit for Mane and now Jota to, to come in and do the thing. Shakiri's been very good too, you know? And so you could put him underneath and then maybe sit with a double pivot. It looks like maybe Henderson and Vinaldum. And, then and the one have... thing you want to do, sorry to interrupt you, no, but no, go for to, it. just to add to your point, the one thing that you want to do against Atalanta is keep them guessing at the back. And if you have like constant movement up front, to your point, and not having Firmino and just adding a little bit more of a mobile player that can help their causes. So yeah, I don't. I. I. That's a great point, and I, I don't know this. I. I didn't really have a lot of lines here. I looked. I looked. I'm like, what? Where's the value here? I don't know how this one's going to play out. I do know they're going to be goals. It's just like, how do you? Where are you going to try to shift and shape it to to build some narrative? But because there's so many question marks, and I, Atalanta, pretty good in Europe, not so good domestically. You know, uh, Duvan Zapata is a man child. You know, I just think if Matip and Gomez start, I think they've seen players like Duvan Zapata before, right? They, 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 they're more comfortable with that. But if you bring in a 19 year old who's going to be playing next to Joe Gomez, I'd have Duvan Zapata stand right on top of him the whole game. Absolutely. Just, just muscle the guy the whole time and then have Papu and, and everybody else run through. I mean, what I love about Atalanta is they can beat you in so many different ways and they get their wingers and, and their wing backs involved. And then they, they can go through the middle. They can go over the top. They can play direct. They can play possession. I, I love it. They're just not as consistent this season. And I think that's been worrying. I think maybe in the back too, they've been bleeding a lot of goals. So I don't know. That's a tough yeah. one. I've tried, to, I've tried to stay away from this one. Well, Jimmy, maybe you go against conventional wisdom. And if we're going to think that there's going to be a lot of goals, maybe it's nail-nail at halftime. I know that's just possible. I second. mean, you never know. That's, that's more than a possibility. I would say, hold on. Let me look at the lines for this one because I was just trying to find you guys some good value, a little bit more specific. But uh, I'm not really sure. Let me see. Liverpool is down here. So Adelanta to win straight up at home is plus 220. And the draw is 290. That's good. And Liverpool to win straight up is plus 108. You know, I they, they have experience. They're champions for a reason, right? And I think you can always draw on that when when things are tough. And I think Adelanta is still learning how to do that, you know. And, and okay, the, today's not going well. How do we still get a result? And I yeah. think that speaks to like that. That's what separates the good from the great. Yeah. Good point. All right. Moving on. Uh, finally, anything else? I was uh, just a port of Marseille. I just yeah. think that both teams need to win. And, and I'm, I'm quietly, well, I'm not quiet on this podcast. I am, but I'm a Marseille supporter and uh, this is it. They've lost both of their games. It's not looking good for them and by any stretch of the imagination. And uh you know, Porto, Porto needs to win as well. Olympiacos is taking on Manchester City. They're probably going to lose. So it's a good opportunity for Porto to really sink their teeth in. I think Marseille's good enough to score. But uh, if you have Porto to win both teams to score, it's, it's plus 285. I, I kind of see that probably unfolding as, as reluctant as I am to say that as a Marseille supporter. We just, I don't know. I'm not an Andre Villas-Boas fan. I think he over overcoaches way too much. And the last match day just some of his lineup selections benedetto's on the bench dimitri paez on the bench like dude put your best players on the field for the biggest competition in the world please just figure it out i don't know if they're giving you trouble at training or whatever but just put the those guys on the fields you know <laughs> those guys are winners they're talented guys for a reason so i don't know yeah sadly from a statistical and numerical uh perspective nothing favors marseille here marseille no. has marseille hasn't scored a goal yet um, Porto have never lost against Marseille in the Champions League. Uh, Marseille are winless in all seven away European matches in Portugal. 
no French team has ever beaten Porto away from home in the Champions League. It's just nothing is going there. No, no, nothing, nothing is good. And, but I do think that Benedetto and Dimitri Payet will come into the team. Uh, Florian Tovan is, is one of my favorite players to watch. I'm surprised he's still there. I thought another right. club would come swoop in. I think they will get opportunities. Uh, they only had two shots in total against Manchester City in a game they were hosting, and they played a 5-3-2. It just was a mess. I just – I don't know. I, this gets into a bigger conversation of why, when you're at home, why do you sit back? You know, yeah, I, I just I, – I don't like teams that do that. Are you really going for a 0-0, like, from Manchester? Like, just go. Go toe-to-toe with them, dude. Like, not necessarily toe-to-toe. Like, you can, there's certain situations where you can go at teams – and that's why I appreciate it in some ways. I'll bring it back to Jesse Marsh and RB Salzburg. They go for it. They might give up three goals, but they're not sitting back. And, and I just appreciate that. Yes, there's going to be some more people that are like, well, you got to be pragmatic. It's Manchester City. Whatever, dude. I mean, this is it. Like you're, These guys have their backs against the wall. I have it written behind me. Match day three separates the good from the great because this is where you're going to find out whether you're probably going to go through or not. And, and you have to show up. Marseille, this is it. If they lose this one, they're not even going to get into the Europa League. It's the third place team. So... What is this team about? And who is this manager about? Are you going to be swashbuckling? Or are you going to be, oh, I hope we do it. No, you're not going to hope anything. Like, go make it happen. I, I can't stand that. And so I wonder about the kind of the confidence that he's instilling in his team. What, like, say you're on the team, Luis. I'm going off right now. Say you're on the team and you're playing at home. And sure, it's Manchester City and you got to respect those guys. I get it. But you're in a 5-3-2? What kind of message does that send to everybody? Like, it's just like, wow, man. Uh, we're not good enough. That's first and foremost. That's the underlying message. We're not good enough. The second one is I kind of don't believe in you. And, and I'm leaving our most talented players on the bench, Dimitri Payet and, and Benedetto up top. We're just going to leave those guys on the bench. Cause maybe they don't work hard enough in this five, three, two Christmas tree. We're not going to swarm everybody pressuring system. It just, every message that he's sending is we're not good enough. And your team picks up on that. They don't say it. They might not even talk about it amongst themselves, but they all know it. I've been in enough teams and enough locker rooms and been around enough coaches to know what that looks like and feels like and tastes like. And I guarantee you the ones that I most enjoy playing for are the ones that were swashbuckling. Like, we're going to go for it. F those guys, dude. I don't care if they're Manchester City or Messi or Ronaldo or Diego Maradona or Pelé. It doesn't matter. Like, we're going to go stomp on their throats and we're going to have a kick-ass time while we're doing it. And if we lose, well, at least we win for it. Jimmy Conrad was on fire today. Preaching it. Is this the mic? I'm going to drop it. I'm out. Drop it. Jimmy always delivering <laughs> the truth. Unfortunately, the answer was right there with you. When you have Andrew Spillers' voice, you just know that in terms of uh, containing, it's always going to be uh, the advantageous part for him as opposed to anything else. But Jimmy, you brought it today. Preach, baby. Always good to have Jimmy Conrad in the show. His easy money. You can check out the graphics on the YouTube show. And he will be back tomorrow to give us even more. Jimmy, always good to see you. Um, I feel for you, brother. I hope Marseille get that win. I mean, you're also a Newcastle fan. I mean, uh, It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I, I just yeah. kind of live in this perpetual world of why don't we just go for it? But Luis, I, I love doing this with you. Uh, I love you, dude. I think this is a great show. And, and uh, I look forward to it. Every time we were like, it's time to go. It's time to record. I'm a big smile on my face. I can't wait to do it. Well, Jimmy, you are a main part of this family. We love having you. And he'll be back tomorrow, as we said. Jimmy, always good having you. Have a great day, brother. And I hope all these betting tips go your way and everybody's way. Hey, everybody. As promised, this episode also includes a fantastic conversation I had with Gladbach attacking player Marcus Turam, just an impressive, inspiring uh, human being, son, of course, of Lillian Turam, one of my favorite ever players. 
French uh, legend, uh, defender, who does a lot for the community as well. We talked about it all, the Champions League, his career, why he's a super huge uh, Avengers and comic book fan, all of it right here, and here he is. Joining us now on Que Golazo and CBS Sports HQ Champions League is Marcus Turam, the 23-year-old star from Bundesliga side Borussia Mönchengladbach. Marcus is part of an exciting Gladbach team and part of an intriguing top group in the Champions League. He was a nightmare against Real Madrid defenders as he scored a brace in a 2-2 result. He's a tremendous talent on and off the pitch with a bright future and present if we're being honest. Marcus, welcome to Keo Lasso and CBS Sports. How are you, my friend? Good, good. Thank you for, for having me on, on, on this podcast. I'm really happy to be here and glad to start. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, let's start with something fun here, because I, I just found out something about you. You're a big comic book fan. Is that right? Yeah, I love, I love uh, manga and animes. I try to watch uh, like uh, several, several times uh, when we have free time or in the plane, or even at hotel. So yeah, I love, I love comics and, and uh, anime. I, I hear that you're also a big Green Lantern fan as well. Do you like the Green Lantern? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it because uh, I remember when I was little, I used to watch it on TV, and the Green Lantern um, sometimes is a, is a black character. Yeah. So I could see myself in it. So yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, we were just shown... Uh, the magazine that is sent to the to the members of Gladback, and you did a great feature last year where you had your sort of superhero photo and your Avengers photo. Oh yeah, uh, the gloves, the gloves, yeah, the <laughs> And um, so, what's what's your favorite Avenger movie? Did you like Endgame? I did like Endgame, but I'm a bit sad because like it's it's the end, like like, like the title <laughs> says it. So yeah, I really I really don't have a favorite one, but what I do often is start uh, looking at them from the beginning to the end. You know, yeah. I do that with Harry Potter too sometimes. Uh -huh. But yeah, yeah. But I don't really have one. Wait, let me think before saying anything. No, yeah, I don't really. Ah, yeah, Black Panther. I love Black Panther. Actually. Yeah. But if, yeah, if there's one that I have to to remember is yeah, definitely Black Panther. What an amazing uh, character portrayed by the late Chadwick Boseman. Uh, how, how such a tragedy here in America. I'm imagining you as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard about the, the sad news. I woke up in the morning and it was a shock, you know, because there's some people that, like, for example, Kobe Bryant, you wouldn't imagine them, like, leaving us like this, this soon, this early. So, yeah, it's, you see them as superheroes in the real life. So it's always a, a big shock to, to hear them uh, gone. Yeah, absolutely. And our wishes go to him. Let me ask you something, because I read, as I was reading this feature in the program, you, they asked you if you had a superhero power, what would it be? And I believe you said, uh, well, let me, tell me. I wonder if it's the same answer. Well, if you had no, a superhero, what would problem, it be? The problem with those questions is that it changes every time. Everything's. I know. I bet you're going to tell me a different answer. Every, every, every time something happens in your life, you're thinking of, oh, if I could do that, it wouldn't have to happen. So, yeah, it changes in function of what happens, like, recently so in your life. But uh, did I think I answered um, seeing, seeing things before it happens. Yeah, like look into the future, right? Yeah, yeah, but I think I think I would I would yeah I would keep I would stick to that to that. Really, you wouldn't like to fly or walk through walls? 
The problem with flying is that the, the plane is here, so you know. I don't really, <laughs> you don't I, need I don't it. Really, I don't really need to to fly because there's there's something that can't make me fly. But seeing in the future, I can't think of something that helps us see in the future. You know? That's a that's a good way of putting it. All right, Marcus, let's talk about uh, Gladbach. Uh, return to the Champions League after four years. I'm a big, big fan of your team and your manager, Marco Rose. Two draws from the first two matches against Inter Milan and Real Madrid. And if we're being honest, Marcus, you really should have won both. How are you finding the competition in this group right now? Well, for me, it's a new competition. It's the first time I play uh, the Champions League. And uh, and it's really, it's really interesting because... We can like see the level that we have compared to like some great teams like Inter and Real Madrid, and uh, next week Shakhtar Donetsk. But um, it's true that watching the games, we could have had the three point. But I think that if if we sum it up, I think nil for both game is a is a fair result. You know. Yeah, it's a good start. Well, you talked about Shakhtar Donetsk. They're undefeated, one against Real Madrid, tied against uh, Inter. How do you feel about uh, facing Shakhtar Donetsk? How do you feel about your chances against them? We're really excited and we'll try to go on in the game like we did the two games before, doing our best and sticking to our game plan and, and seeing what we can do to, to, to make them in difficulty. So um, you're an also an international with France on the 21s. Uh, do you know what Arsene Wenger said of you recently? Yeah, I've heard that, um, that they translated for me because the, the interview was in German, that uh, I re remind him of uh, Thierry Henry. That's right. That he, he said Thierry Henry could do everything. However, there is one player in the Bundesliga who reminds him of him, and it's you, of Mönchengladbach. What do you think when you hear that, when you're being compared well, to Thierry Henry? It's a, it's, a, it's a great honor. It's a great honor to be compared to to a legend. So I hope that one day I can achieve what he achieved in football and I'll, I'll keep pushing and working every day at training to, to achieve this goal. Well, that, that's what you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, what are some of your favorite players growing up, by the way? I had a lot, a lot, a lot of favorite players. And the one thing that they all had in common is that they, they brought joy and, and, uh, and dribbles in the game, like for example, Ronaldo, the Brazilian one, Absolutely. Cristiano Ronaldo too, Ronaldinho, there was Adriano, I loved Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I tried to love players that looked like me, like physically, you know, tall players and, and players that could dribble and, and make a differences alone. I, I noticed that you didn't mention your father. Mm -mm. He, played, <laughs> he played too far behind for me to look at him. I knew you weren't going to pick your father. Well, your father was one of my favorite. Um, how often do you talk to, to your father? I, I, I believe that you have a very strong relationship with him, obviously. Uh, yeah, every day, every day I'm on the phone with him. Maybe if he has a lot to say, maybe twice a day. But it, yeah, we talk a lot. We talk a lot. Is there a story about him when you were growing up that, um, that you feel... Uh, we haven't heard before that, that one, one of the best stories about your father off the pitch, you can even say, is there something interesting about him that perhaps we don't know? The, everything is interesting about our relationship. I couldn't pick one thing, but what you should know is that we, ha we really, really have a, a strong bond, me, my brother, my mom, and my little brother. So it's a, it's a very strong bond. We talk a lot, not only about football. He tries to like, 
help us to be a better person too and a better soccer player. So yeah, it's a, it's a very, very, very good relationship. Absolutely. And we've seen that uh, this year and such a difficult year for everybody, not just the pandemic, but uh, you know, the fights against the racial injustice. One thing that's really important to you, as it is to me, an immigrant and South American here in the U.S., is a recent fight against racial injustice, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and you actually were the first footballer in Germany to take a knee in protest following the death of George Floyd. Obviously, you have mentioned in the past how much this issue is important to you alongside your family, your father's foundation, educating people on racism. How important, Marcus, is it, do you think, that we continue to move this message uh, against racism? Well, I, think, I think it's, it's vital. I think it's vital. I think, I think we have to educate people. And I think as a soccer player and um, the chance to play in the Champions League or on TV and followed and watched by millions of people, I think it's it's only human to do those kind of things because uh, we're all human and we're all human beings. And I think that everyone should be respected at the same as uh, at the same level. And I think what happened to George Floyd is very, very sad. But what we know is that there's not only George Floyd in this case. So that's, that's the saddest part about it. And I think that every time we can make uh, our voice heard, I think we should do it. Absolutely. Um, how, how do you find life in Germany right now, uh, you know, aside from football? When you get out of the pitch and you see the community, um, how do you feel, uh, you know, about 2020 right now? Are you optimistic about hopefully the future will get brighter? I am. I am. I am. I'm a, I'm a human being and I, I believe in, in the human race. And uh, I know that things are going to get better. We just have to to fight, to stand up for our rights, and, and I'm sure things will get better. So uh, this is obviously CBS in the U.S. Uh, you have a very big fan base here. Uh, you know, people admire you on and off the pitch. Uh, um, do, you, uh, do you go to the, you know, before the pandemic, do you visit the U.S. a lot? Do you, do you, uh, you know, do you like it? Yeah, you're nodding your head. Where, where, where do you visit? <laughs> Well, I visited a lot of places when I was little, like uh, Miami, like uh, New York, uh, Los Angeles, when I was little with my parents. And now that I'm uh, grown, I can go by myself since uh, the last two, three years. But I often go back to New York and, and Miami. Yeah, Miami during the summer. New York is my home. Do you uh, follow uh, any, uh, you know, U.S. sports, any teams or anything? Yeah, from- basketball, basketball, basketball. I can't really say it because basketball games in, in Europe are, are quite late. <laughs> so yeah, people pretty, wouldn't, be yeah. happy, wouldn't be happy to hear that I stay late <laughs> sometimes to watch some games. So it's going to stay private. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love basketball. I started watching uh, NFL two, three years ago. Yeah, who, who are your teams? Who do you like in the NBA and the NFL? Who do you like? You like the uh, Lakers, I guess? I like, I like the Lakers, but the thing is, I figured out that I like LeBron, not the Lakers. <laughs> so you liked him when he was with Cleveland. You, you liked see, him when, you liked him when Miami, he was with Miami. So and yeah, so I, I, I saw that I followed the team that LeBron's played in. So I love LeBron James. He's like one of my favorite players and one of my idols. But I, if I had to pick a team that really I love is the Houston Rockets. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, good. James Harden. You're a James Harden fan too? Oh, the beard, yeah, 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 yeah. I really love how dominant he is on the court and, and how everyone knows what he's going to do with his step back three. But no one can stop him. So, yeah, I like that. No one can stop him. No one can stop you. And no one can stop some other stars in the Bundesliga, such as uh, I, I would love your thoughts on a young American that's doing really well for Borussia Dortmund right now, Gio Reyna, 17 years old. Um, you know, he's uh, built a really good relationship also with Erling Haaland, the young Norwegian. What, what do you make of Gio Reyna, Erling Haaland and, and that team? Oh, this team is very, 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 very scary on the paper when you look at them. You see Jaden, you see Erling Allen, you see um, Joe Rayner, as you said, and it's a it's a very young team, and it, they're they're beautiful to see play because we really see that they enjoy playing with each other. It's like a big group of friends playing, and it's a, it's good for for Bundesliga and for for German team in the Champions League. But I'm imagining the biggest mountain to climb is dethroning Bayern Munich, right? What, when you look at Bayern Munich, how, uh, you know, what, what, what makes you think? Uh, do, are they, to you, the ultimate uh, obstacle? I don't know, because we beat Bayern Munich last year at home. <laughs> so you've kind of done it already. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I know Bayern Munich is maybe the, yeah, the best team in the world at the moment. And they have the best player and they have Lewandowski. So yeah, it's 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 really a, it's a team apart, and uh, and we try every day to work hard to get to their level. But yeah, today as we speak, Bayern Munich is the best team in the world. Final question, Marcus. Munching um, Gladbach, very big fan of the way that you play. Uh, really beautiful style. Now you know, hopefully, doing more. How far can this club, can your team, go in the Champions League? We hope we can go as far as we can. Like I said, we'll try working, talking, seeing what we can improve. And games after games, I hope that we will improve starting nope. on Wednesday. And, uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. I hope that we, we can go as far as we can. You know what? I lied. I have one last one because you're a very impressive person on and off the pitch, uh, you know, uh, and you think so much about social issues as well as your game. You know, you're young. But I really believe that you uh, are so impressive. What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, you know, when you look 10 years from now, 15 years from now, when people talk about Marcus Turam, what do, they, what do you want them to say? Well, I don't only want to be remembered as a, as a simple soccer player. I want to be bigger than a soccer player. I want to be someone that inspires people to do their best and to believe in themselves and that no one could tell you what you can do apart from yourself. I think the most important message I want to I wanna give to the people is that you're the only one who chooses what you can do with your life. And I think this, when everyone thinks like this, I think the world will be better. We will leave it at that. Great answer. Marcus Turan, Monchen Gladbach, France on the 21 International, big Avengers fan. He wishes he could see into the future, and I can probably see into the future and predict great things for you. Marcus, thank you so much for joining. Thank Ken you very Gladbach. much. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. I want to thank Gladbach's and France under-21's Marcus Turam, and of course, our very own Jimmy Conrad. I hope you enjoy all the games on Tuesday, and we will be back to recap them on Tuesday evening. We will see you then, and make sure that you follow us on Kegolasoport on Twitter, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
and Spotify and Stitcher. We'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.